Hello, Frosted Mini Wheats. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark. But really, when you think about it, it's mostly rhetorical. Uh, I'm Katie Nolan, and it's a Thursday podcast, so that means I brought one of my friends here, and we're going to talk about why I like them, and then, you know, maybe, I don't know, try to understand the world as they see it. Today, that friend is David Jacoby. Hi, David. Hello, Katie. What's happening? Nothing. You, this is, A, I'm very excited. Thank you for doing this. But B, this is going to be very different from all the other ones, not just because I think I probably know you less than I know everybody else I've interviewed so far, but you're at work. I'm at work. So, so what I do is I wake up in the morning, what? I put clothes on, shut up, and then I say goodbye to my family and go to a place, no. work there, and then say goodbye to the people I work with and then go home. Isn't it crazy that that now sounds like a fantasy world? Like, oh, that would be cool. That would be yeah. cool. It's not it's how like it is. It's like going to Antarctica, sure basically. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. get to go have other relationships instead of putting all of your eggs in the basket of the one. I say goodbye to people. Oh. I didn't do that for like wow. six straight months. I, I was never just like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> a long time. I know. It feels great. Yeah, you also have to say great. hello to people. I realized yesterday because I had to run an errand that my small talk um, ability or like threshold is way lower than it used to be. Oh, really? If I get into a third small talk, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Oh, I'm, like, I'm the opposite. I, I talked with an Uber driver for 40 minutes yesterday. Uh, see, but that's not small talk. 40 minutes isn't small talk. I'm talking like you're in line at the CVS and someone's like, are you in line? And you're like, yeah. And then like crazy weather, huh? And you're like, yeah. I don't, I can't. There's too much going on right now, sir. I don't want to talk to you about the weather. It's not that yeah. crazy here. Have you heard about Texas? We should talk about politics. Like it's just <laughs> too, too deep, too fast. Well, and Anthony too- in Detroit is very hung up on his ex-girlfriend who cheated on him. What? Years ago, and he's still talking about it. That was the Uber driver. Anthony. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, you were in Detroit? Yes, I was. Why? What are you doing traveling and going to work? Uh, you're going to feel bad now. I oh. went to Jalen Rose's mom's funeral. Oh, shit. I did yeah. feel bad. Yeah, I didn't know she passed out. away. Yes, she did. Send oh. him a text. He'd love to hear from you. I, w- I don't have his number. I would never, what? ever, ever have Jalen's number because you don't I know have Jalen's number. It. I don't deserve his phone number. I also assume he doesn't send his own text messages. He's got somebody who answers them. No, he, he doesn't send, he doesn't respond to text messages, but he's a big Katie Nolan fan. <laughs> I am a huge Jalen Rose fan, which I didn't, uh, I'm not, I don't want to spend your interview talking about Jalen as my like, you're the guy. <laughs> no one's ever done that before. Yeah. I know it must <laughs> yeah. you all the time, but that's, he is so kind. He really he is. makes you feel so much more important than you are. Is that why you have a show with him? First question. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel really good. He's like he's a so genuinely generous, kind person. Like once a month, he'll just order food for the we entire just talked building. About this. Pablo and I talked about this in my interview with Pablo. We were just like, when Jalen would have just random, you'd walk in, there'd be cowgirl seahorse. And it was like, why? Yeah. So and they were like, oh, Jalen just felt like yeah. wanting you to have okra There's today. 400 fried pickles right in front yeah. of you. He's the best, but you're better just for today, at least. Um, I can't text him is also the takeaway from that. So tell you text him that I love him and I'm really sorry. That's such a bummer. It's a real bummer. Man, there's so much dying this year. It's like all over the place. It's too much. My black suit has gotten a lot of run this year. Yeah, man. Um, Great start. Yeah, it is a good start. You brought it up. Um, so you're at work. You go yes, to work, work and you yes. get to have interactions with other people. How, how has your... Overall, how has your pandemic been? Assuming that we're uh, that includes now. So from like when they canceled those basketball games to now, I've noticed a lot of people have had like some people have had time to get way too deep, myself, and then other people are like not. 
I just want to know what the experience did to you because everybody went through something and we can all learn from each other's weird yes. experience. It's, um, I would say that everything's graded on like a pandemic curve. Like when people are like, oh, how are you? It's like the truth of the matter is, yeah. is I'm absolutely awful. I'm awful. I'm terrible right now. However, graded on the pandemic curve, like I'm pretty good, probably better than average. It's the know? most eloquent way to put that because we're at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was like, how do I respond to the how are you text? And now it's like, you've got to adjust. Yes, now it's, it's how yes. are you for the pandemic? Yeah, I was definitely, it was definitely like in mid-March. I was like, this will be cool. We'll be inside for 10 days. I'll watch Tiger King. I was going to play then so everything, many video games. Yeah, yeah, it's like everything's going to return to normal in two weeks. I swear to God, like when everything shut down, I was telling my wife, I'm like, yeah, the kids will be back in school in like a month. Let's, let's start signing them up for summer camps. <sighs> like I really thought this is going to be like a little short thing. And I've completely stopped predicting. Like yeah. sometimes oh. I go down in this deep, deep, dark hole where I'm just like, I'll never not wear a mask. My kids will never yeah. go to school again. Like this well, is just life now. Well, it's almost easier to just accept. It's like if I just accept that, then when it doesn't, then when something, when I don't have to wear a mask or when the kids can go back to school, it'll be like, what a lovely treat. Instead of being like, I need it to be now. I need it to be now. I need to stop yes. wearing this mask. I need the kids to get out of the house. It's like, I just have to accept that like, well, this is reality now until somebody finally does something about it. It's also like the pandemic used to be a, a finite amount of time. If someone's like, so how is your pandemic going? Like your question used to be like a one single instance, but now mm. there's been, I've had like eight different chapters of the pandemic. Yes, that's another, you know? I said the same thing the other day where I was like, I used to just be able to say during the pandemic, but now there's phases. There was the phase yes. where I watched the pandemic like it was sports and I like watched the news channels <laughs> and was like, Oh God, any updates, any updates? Oh God, that death toll is rising. And then it got to a point where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's I listened to a podcast called coronavirus daily. Oh my God. On NPR. Oh I listened God. to it every day. It was just when like did you 20 stop? minutes you of coronavirus daily. They changed the name to consider this, I think. Um, so then I just, I was like, oh, this is not exclusively coronavirus content. Then I'm out. Then I'm, yeah, then I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. No, I don't want to consider anything except coronavirus. That's all I'm yes. here for. Yes. But yeah, I've, I've had like multiple phases of this pandemic and it's been, um, that's so weird because it feels like, honestly, when we first found out, I'm like, can you imagine if they gave us two weeks off from work, like a universal snow day for two yes. weeks? That would be so cool. We could just play video games and it wouldn't be like we're ignoring responsibility. We would be being responsible. And then, and then now it's still it, we're still here and it's yes. less cool. Still Not cool. cool. The video games no. part is cool. And like you said, we are doing well for the pandemic in the sense that like, I'm very lucky. I don't have to worry about a lot of things. My worry is my mental health. Staying inside for a year is not good. I've never been more aware of my mental health than during the pandemic. Well, that could be a good thing. Cause I'm not, I don't think about it. I don't consider it very oh, much. God, what is you that? Know? That sounds like a vacation. Let me yes. have your brain for a couple days. Just a I know, couple. I just, I'm just not smart enough. Like I don't, no, yes, like, I underthink everything. Are. But then what happens is you have good instincts and you listen to them. During the pandemic, I was just like, oh wait, I've had a drink for like 28 days in a row. You know what I mean? I was like, ooh, I was like, I'm not getting drunk every day, but I was like, ooh, that's, that's something I should look in the mirror and really consider. That's, you know like, what I mean? that's next level mental health awareness too. That's yeah. not even, that's like good for you. I just mean, my brain is always like, why are you like this? Why are you doing that? Are you sad? I think you might be sad. You should get in bed. You're garbage. You're useless. You're lazy. That's the running track in my head. Wow. I haven't that had a drink awful. in like six weeks. I don't, I barely drink anymore. It's crazy. 
So, um, what we're going to talk about is you and my freaked out. Why? I I just want to know about you. You are your reputation that precedes you in any room is that you're like, um, you're like a, a player coach of television. You are like a producer talent. And as a person myself who has learned through the career I've stumbled my way through, I think I may have that in common with you, not on your level, but like I actually find the joy in doing it by also being able to produce it. Like Mm -hmm. I like that aspect of things. When did you know that like that you were, that that was a skill you had? Were you already doing this for a living or is it why you do this for a living? It's, it's all been very like, how do I explain? It's, it's all happened in tiny, tiny increments. You know, like I started at ESPN in 1999. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. How old were you? (laughs) People born during that year are now able to drink. Yeah, yes, yes. That's why lives yes. have been lived in the amount of time you've been at ESPN. Yes, I was, How I was, old at, was, I? I, was at, I was 12. I was at ESPN the magazine when like the, we were all freaked out about Y2K shutting down our computers. Oh my God. Isn't that wild? When was the ESPN phone? Oh God, 2003 or four, I want to say. Right. Yeah, that's somewhere right. around there. Yeah. Wild. Did you have one? No. No, but it, it made the Sports Center music like when you got a text or an update. Yes, it was like, dun, 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 which dun, was dun. the only thing that was keepable about it, which was like, oh, so we should yes. just sell ringtones then. I don't think we should have made a whole phone. I think we should just sell ringtones or an app. Had we thought yes. of apps sooner, the ESPN phone never would have happened. Absolutely. Um, so you wait. So you started in '99. What'd you start out doing? What was your position? Title. I was an intern at ESPN the magazine. I worked at, I was at NYU and they had this thing. This is like pre-internet almost. So they had like a bulletin board where they would post jobs mm. and ESPN the magazine needed someone to write 500 trivia questions. Oh my God. So I remember this. I wrote back and I was like, yeah, I can do that. 500 trivia questions. They're like, cool, cool, cool. This guy named Jamie Blastein. Shout out to him. He had very strong sideburns and <laughs> he was like, you can, 500 trivia questions, we need them in two days. I was like, cool, 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 got you. He's like, and you can't use anyone's name because it's like a sponsorship thing. So I was like, cool, 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 got you, got you, got you. And then I was like, and then I hung up the phone, I looked at my roommate and I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. <laughs> how do you write trivia without using names? So I went to Barnes and Noble because like, again, it's a like kind of pre-internet and I, oh I got the ESPN, the God. Almanac, which is like, it's like kind of like the Guinness Book of Records, but it's just sure. like- sports stats uh-huh so i just reverse engineered any number into a question who like how many was the total number of stolen bases that led the mlb in 1984 maybe like 49 47 30 so did you have to submit 500 yes. at once so i submitted 500 at once in one day instead of two days because so like hey i want you to look through these in case you want to change any yeah because i thought the deadline was real but it was fake and then he wrote the back, way. he wrote back. And he's like, this is really impressive. Why don't you come in for an interview? And I came in and I got hired. And I just that literally was have not before the interview. Oh, it was when you were interning. Yeah. So then, Man, I, then the internship crazy. position is what they asked me for. Yeah. And wow. I did that. 500 yeah. in, in how long did it take you? Uh, one day. Just stayed up one all night. One day? Just stayed up all night. It was wild. Did they use them for anything or was this a weird, I don't, like... I think it was like American Eagle, I want to say. It was like some website what? thing. Yeah, it oh, was, what? it was, I did see them actually being used and I was like, I, there's, it's one of those things that was totally like, you could, this is something very relatable. It's like the idea in the meeting 
sounds good oh, but like yeah. in reality so like in the meeting they're like yeah sure we'll set up a website and we'll have trivia on it and fans will love trivia it's gonna be great and yeah. it's like no, no no like no one's gonna go to a website to do trivia and then they're gonna associate that with american eagle and buy like a sweatshirt like but see over no oh yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah. at yeah. all yeah. and i easily could have used people's names thanks for being yes. difficult. exactly american eagle yeah but the thing is, like, over time, though, your ability to cut through that, it's my favorite thing about you, my favorite thing about having you work on our show, which was so kind of you to do, always late, rest in peace, was that I knew if you were in a, a meeting, you'd be like, we're wasting time on that, on, on that, on, on that. It's, the idea is this, go this way. You have this way to kind of cut through the, like, that's a good idea. Don't take this the wrong way. It's not the good idea for today. This idea is the idea. You already know the idea. Go confidently in that direction, which is also interesting because you start any pitch you pitch with, and this is just a, this isn't anything. It's not a fully formed idea. I'm just going to throw it out there, which is funny because it's like, they're usually the right idea. How did you, did you get, did, has that been over the course of working at ESPN that you've gotten better at like, oh, this is, producing thing is a lot easier than we make it out to be at first it's i made a lot of bad stuff mm. you know and when you make lots of bad stuff you look in the mirror and you're like oh wait like the, i made this wrong decision here this wrong decision there that wrong decision there so you can sort of see in the seed sort of sprout phase that this is not going to be a good healthy plant so i've sort mm. of gotten good at doing it wrong so many times that i can sort of see early on in the stages of where it's going to end up like Was practicality that yeah, was that natural or was that a conscious like study your failures and learn from them and move on? Or was it just like, oh, over time I've just kind of accidentally learned it? Like I think I'm I wanna say, like I want my super ego wants to be the person that's <laughs> like, oh yeah, that was totally natural. Just over time you just kind of get this instinct thing, but it's not. It's much more mathematical I think and technically that's that. your ego and your super ego is less who I should it. be, right? I don't know. It's I, know. I get confused when I use words from Yeah from Freud? old old Freud? smart people i can't spell Freud. i love philosophy i hate when people are like oh gee is that is that heidegger and i'm like i don't know mm, i don't even know who heidegger it, is oh, that's very kantian of you i'm like that's you are one letter yeah. away from being very offensive to me is that what you meant to say <laughs> um uh Funny. what's the what's the worst thing you've ever made Ooh, oh God, oh God. And I just want to apologize to anyone that actually worked on this show, but you might not remember this show. It was called Unite. Oh, I do. Matt Collette worked on Unite. Yeah, well, it was, so what I did, the worst thing that I did, I didn't, Unite was actually a good show, but what I did is- Great I'm, name. Let's, let's let the people know what yes. it is. It was ESPNU's like night late show. night show. So they called it Unite. Yeah, it titles, cool. titles will get you anywhere, right? Did they spell it N-I-T-E or N-I-G-H-T? N-I-T-E. Okay. And also, titles will get you anywhere. Shout out to the fact that this is your first time back on the podcast since the very first episode, episode zero, when you oh. helped name it. Wow. Isn't that funny? That was fun. We made it this far. Anyway, story, Unite. This is the worst thing I've done. And it, the show itself was fine, right? Um, shout out to, I think Marianella was on it. Shout out to her. But she was. I, I um, made the pitch tape, like the pilot for it. And we rented this house in LA. And oh, God, I'm going to forget some names. But like Jace... You're wrong. Uh, Jason Corbin was involved, and Dan from um, the College Football Podcast 
was involved. I'm sure you know Dan. But like it, it, what it was was this single camera shot that went through this house. It was like, hey, I'm Jason Corbin, and I know the latest in sneakers and pop culture. And then like the camera would pan to somebody else and be like, hey, I'm Dan. I've got all the stats that you need. Oh, I'm yeah. up at night going through the analytics. And oh. it's like, and then someone else is like, hey, like I'm Marianella, and I keep the whole thing together. And I remember making this pitch tape, and I was like proud of it. It's so embarrassing. I didn't want to like speak this into a microphone but like i remember i had these dvds of it and i sent one to eric reinholm who you know and he's like this guru brilliant television producer guy and i was proud of it and i sent it to him and he like called me back he was like so like what is the audience for this i'm like the show or like the tape he's like i don't know like uh he's like he's such a sweetheart yeah he's such a sweetheart he's like so like what's like the like what is the what is what is this and i remember when he started asking those questions (laughs) we started asking those questions i started like realizing just how bad that thing I made was. Oh man. Because you can't see it when you're like, you can't, you're too close to it. You literally cannot see it. And I remember just being like, Oh my God. Like, and then I watched it back after I talked with Eric and I still text him to the, to this day about it. Like, I'm like, remember like 15 years ago when I made that pilot and I watched it back after I talked to Eric and I was like, this is just trash. Like all these people are saying things, but they're not saying anything. Mm. And why is this in a house? Which is, like, is a great sign that you've come very far since then. Because, you know, you make something then and you're like, this rules. And you watch it now and you're like, ew, I would be so mad if somebody handed me this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's not even, I've made all kinds of trash television. <laughs> what's your, I mean, this, is too, this might be too on the spot. I was going to say, what's your favorite thing you've made? Or like, what's a thing that you look at fondly and you're like, that ruled. That was fun to make or it, you like the way it came out or like. That, that was easily Grantland. Um, I worked at Grantland, blah, blah, blah. I did all the video and audio for Grantland. And we did, Crazy. A, we did an NBA preview with Jalen and Bill where we went through every single team. And there yeah. were like these like seven or eight minute YouTube videos. We had a YouTube channel at the time. And it just, it was funny. It was smart. And it was just very of the moment. I would say like, a, like maybe like a few years ahead of its time. And they mm. were like wildly popular. Like yeah. every, everyone would get like a half a million views. And Damn. Like, they like bled into each other. And it's just like, it was Jalen being Jalen and Bill being Bill. And and we edited them with like, at the time, like this is going to sound so stupid now in 2021, but like in 2012, we were putting like, hey, let's put this guy's head on like this movie scene, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's just like, now it's just kind of like, like everybody duh. does that like on their phone. You know right. what I mean? Like, now I actually, like, the technology has lapped me and I'm like, actually yes. now I don't know how to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like now you're like, am I a cat? I'm not a cat. Yeah, I used house. to edit my own videos and now I see people editing them. I'm like, what did you push what there? That? What yeah. button was yeah. that? You just went yeah. up and something happened. Yeah. Not me. Yes. And that was, that was like sort of like the, when it was like, it was a hit. You know what I mean? It's kind of like being like a musician. It's like, you see, it's like, oh, oh very relatable for me. That's good. That's a good metaphor. Yeah. It's like, we had a hit, like we had a legit yeah. hit and it felt really good. And it's like and one you of those things it. that you can kind of just put up in like in, in your own mental, um, you know, Hall Boston Garden. Yeah. It's like, there's a, there's, there's a band. Oh, you got there. little rafters in your brain. Yeah. I've got that's rafters good. in my brain. Yeah. I've that's definitely got rafters in my brain. Anything else on it that's worth mentioning that you wanted to shout your, I think you should at least tell people every single ESPN thing that you've touched, because oh, I don't think uh, people understand how many things you were a part fair. of, because when you're not on camera, it's easy. Yeah. To so I've, I wasn't always on camera. I was, um, I was a PA on the SB awards after ESPN, the magazine. Is that stressful? Um, I have, yeah. I've never been fired, 
but I was very close because <laughs> they had this thing. They, they had like an ESPYs like insert. So this is when paychecks were a thing. Like you would get mailed a paycheck. Oh, that's, I used to do that up until last year. So that's weird. I would we still, about that in the yeah, okay. <laughs> you go we to don't the check cashing place? No, you go I would, to the check I, cashing no, place? No, you can do it on your phone now. Oh, I would always go to the check cashing place. But I used and they'd to be like, also... Do you want to pay your bills? And I'd be like, No, no. I don't. I want to go to the, the nightclub. Yeah, I used yeah. to be a bartender. I need the cash in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God, the days. So, SBs, you were, you were on, a. On PA. the SBs. And so I had to put an insert into everyone's paycheck. And. I worked with these women and they told me to send things American Express, not FedEx. Oh, no. But Rachel Mack, who was my boss, told me to FedEx them. So I, everybody's paycheck at the entire ESPN. I inserted oh. this thing, opened Why it. Why were you in charge of this as an Inserted as this an, thing. Because it was just like stupid stuff. And oh. then I sent it American Express instead of FedEx. And there was a snowstorm in St. Louis, oh, which is God. where their hub is. Oh my so God. every employee of ESPN did not get a paycheck for like oh three my God. days oh my because God. of me. How did you not get fired? And then, well, they, I didn't get fired, but I got transferred, which at the time <laughs> they, they said it to me like really nicely. They're like, you're not going to be in marketing anymore. You're going to be in production. I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. They, they made it sound like it was a promotion, but like looking back, I was like, oh no, I basically got fired. You turned it into a promotion. Yeah, basically got fired. So I worked in the ESPYs. I'll give you like, I'll give you like a quick snapshot. ESPYs development it was like a good 18 months where i was like shared an office with kevin wilds and we literally did nothing like I was oh like my god how old nothing. were you guys then like this oh was... like 25 oh and we were god. like going was out already dressing the, the way he dresses oh yeah was he was he... always dressing he's always great. been like that always dressing great mm. and we were doing stand-up at the time too what what did you I no know idea? This? I feel like you may have told me this before and I reacted with what? And I'm doing yes, it again because like I don't that. think we went into depth. How long did you do stand up for? Yeah, we were doing, me and Kevin were doing like open mics probably three or four nights a week. Well, that's, yeah, that's shows. good at least because a lot of people say doing stand up and they mean that like once a month they would go to an open mic. Yes, and it's like, yeah. that doesn't count. That no, doesn't count. that does not count. We were like really doing it and like really like, if, I remember one time we were at Bar None on Third Avenue and he's like, we're going to oh make it. Oh my God. Did you he's ever like, do two shows in one it. night? Oh, tons. I, I did two shows in one night and like killed in the first one and then like got booed off the stage in the second one. It's like the exact same jokes, the exact same intonation, the exact same energy. It was just like, well, how do I get wildly different results from like this same performance? It's different so, demographic. You're, you're focus grouping. That's all stand up is. It's just a yeah. lot of focus groups over and over and over. Yes. We were doing that and um, we we're not, not doing anything for the Disney Corporation, like providing no value, like just getting paychecks. <laughs> for like years and we're freelance at the time and they didn't take my taxes out of my paycheck. So I would get like the full number. What? Yeah. Cause I was freelance and I didn't pay oh, taxes. Oh, so you would have had to pay the quarterlies, which I always forgot <laughs> yes. to do too. When I was doing YouTube videos, my dad just... was like, here we are again, tax season. Did you pay four times throughout the year? I was like, dad, you know, no. let's cut. No. How much do I owe? Did you save the money? I was like, no, I did not. No, of course not. I had to pay my rent. And Jamie Horowitz came to us and was like, they want sports nation was like a poll on ESPN.com. ESPN.com was like the most important website in the world. And they had these polls and they called it Sports Nation Polls, sponsored by Toyota. And Toyota said, turn this into a TV show. So then we spent, this is the wild part. We spent like 18 months developing that show. Like Damn. just like driving up and down from Bristol, casting people, like Which really to me hammering like out the details. Bliss. It sounds like bliss oh. to be able to figure out what the show is before you have to put it on air. Yes. Now it's, it's it like, doesn't work you like that. You have like three next months Friday. to go from this <laughs> meeting to finding the people to host it to making it and it yes. just, it it's it sometimes it can work 
but other times it just feels like we it's so rushed that it doesn't prioritize the quality of the final product. And that's also just me. I would work on anything until, you know, I used to sit and write the script until the minute I had to be on set because I'm like, I can always make it better. Like four hours until you were supposed to be on set. Yeah. I was always (laughs) a little bit late. That's because I was still tweaking because it could be a little better. So I am overly that, but it does feel like now to think that you had 18 months no, but not only that, it was just like this open-ended development period. It wasn't Crazy. like, hey, next May on the 3rd, we're going to launch a show. They're like, right. Toyota's got some money. We need a show. Just like make it up. And we would just like meet people and go to LA and talk to agents. And, and we'd drive up and down from New York to Bristol constantly just developing the show in the car. Just like talking, maybe it's a poll thing. And what about the graphics? And how do we do this? And we just like sat there and like really developed it for a long, long, long time. And then one thing you learn from that experience is like, oh, none of, none of it matters. Like we would obsess over the graphics. We'd obsess over the set. We'd obsess over the format and the A block, B block, C block, and these games that we would play. At the end of the day, what you learn from that experience is like, oh, you just get Michelle Beadle. And like, <laughs> it's like a talent is the variable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the variable that will sway the success or the, the, the quality of the content is the human beings, not the stuff that the producers do. Bill Wolf called her a universal donor of chemistry once. And I was like, A, that's the nicest compliment. And B, it's the most accurate compliment for Beetle. It was like, you could yeah. put her in any panel and she could make everybody else better. She, she is a natural. And compliment alert is I th- it, both you and her have this like, because I said I did stand up for like three years. So I like, learned how mm. like mathematically to like try to be funny. Mm. And both you and Beetle like have that without like thinking or trying. That's how I got, that's how I, it's what, it was like what sparked me wanting to do this. I'd never seen anybody do it the way Michelle did. Like she would make these jokes that I was like, that was really funny. And the guy co-hosting with her, whoever that guy is, Colin Coward, uh, like he didn't give her any credit for that. That was very, very funny. But she would do like misdirection reveals and like gender reveals and like all these like super nerdy comedy stuff that like you have to like think about and like. And if you start overthinking it, I don't know if you're familiar with overthinking things. If you start over, overthinking it, then like it gets really like nerdy. Like comedy is like very, very mathematical and like yeah. boring and like more like right brain than left brain. Yeah. If, if you like get nerdy about it, but like Beale did not have to do any of that. She's just a natural talent. It was and just Coward, effortless. When we met Coward, good Coward story is um, we're in West Hartford at Max, one of the Max's places. If anyone knows West Hartford, Max has okay. got like he's got like three different places. It's the only place in West Hartford, and dude. Colin Coward, if you eat dinner with him, oh, no. he will eat off your plate. No, shut up. Like it's his plate. Shut up. Does he ask? No. Whoa, it was whoa. one of the whoa, wildest whoa. Give things. A, give me a floor plan. So you're sitting next to him at a round table, across, across from him from at a rectangular him. table? Across from him at a four top, a okay. booth. And I had asparagus. And shut homeboy up. just takes his fork and just stabs one of my no. spears and no. eats it. Stalin and ever cowards. since then, like whenever Holy. we've like introduced him to people or gone out, like at, during that period, we were like, listen, like you're going to go to dinner with Colin. Just like be aware. He's going to eat your food. You off. were aware that it wasn't just a you power move he was doing. It was no. like this, oh, he does- this guy is comfortable with doing all the time. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes, he, he, does it he literally all the took time. food off of your table. Yes. All the time, though. Every meal. It was like it was honestly like everything was this communal sharing thing. Did you eat off of his plate? No. Oh, I mean, I would. I would at that point just to be like, if we're doing this, we're doing this. Sometimes when you get like absolutely sunned by somebody, like you just don't have a response. Can I tell a quick story about that happening to me one time? Of course you can. Pandemic, spectrum at my house. Like internet quality was the biggest thing during the show in the pandemic. 
Oh my God. I'd, I didn't realize how, sh- how crappy my internet was until somebody at HQ was like, can you pay for the good internet? And I was like, what's up? Sure. So then you pay for the good internet and the guy it comes and then they fix money. it. They come and fix it. But then the second they leave, it goes right back down. Oh, so see, they just guy. sent me a box. I'll never forget this. Oh no, I had all of it. And this guy named Sunday, his name was Sunday. He Spelled like the ice house. cream or like the day of the week? Ooh, I didn't ask him how to spell it, but I'm imagining oh, the day of the week. Point. So he comes to my house and he goes, can I use the bathroom? Oh, right? this is a sketch. So, yeah, so I'm, so I'm in my living room sitting on the couch and there's a bathroom right there, like right close to the couch. Yeah. So he goes into the bathroom, yeah. urinates in my bathroom, does not close the door. What's up? Doesn't close the door. Fully? Like fully he doesn't close the door. It's it fully super open? loud. Yeah, so it's super loud. So what? I'm sitting there on my own couch being like, I, I honestly felt like I was just being absolutely humiliated and sunk by this guy those, named Sunday. Do you have one of those rich people no, uh, doors where it's like it's a pocket door and it might oh. be difficult to figure out how to close it? Or is no, it a literal door? This is with a, a no- just with a door. Knob? Yeah, this is like a- Wow, yeah. he, he did sun so, you. Yeah, so it's like- I It felt was like Sunday, after It was all. Sunday. And I'm sitting there thinking like, do I say something? Do I not say something? And I just sat there and just like ate it. I was like, I am just getting completely I'm, owned by this man. That's what Colin Coward did to me at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And you never ate off his plate. Oh, I would absolutely no. be like, salmon? I don't even like that, but I'm going to eat it. I'm not yeah. coming for your sides. I'm coming for your main course. Let me, so, let me continue. Let me continue. Wait, fast once forward. Sports Nation became Go. a show, what was yeah. your role working on it? Producer. Were, you were producer. Yeah. So, and what they did is there came this big moment where they're like, all right, this show's in Bristol and you live in New York. So, mm. why don't you move up to Bristol, Connecticut? Mm. And Jamie moved to Bristol and Kevin Wilds moved to Bristol. And my now wife, then girlfriend was like, yeah, we can make this work. Like, we'll get a piano tear in the city. And like, sure. Like I can live in Connecticut. And she's like from LA and from New what York. What is she doing at this point? She's, she was working at ESPN as well. She was oh, working that's uh, right. for more man, Maggie Bitch. RIP. And uh, I decided not to move to Bristol and stay in hmm. New York City. Hmm. And it was a lifestyle choice that I would say hurt my career. It's hard to really? be successful at ESPN and not spend some time in Bristol. That's true. That's, um, that is, can confirm. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's <laughs> yes. just because it's just, it's the office. It's where everything is. It is the epicenter of People all also the don't realize things. that most people don't, because why would they, that that New York studio, while fantastic, does not have a control room. So if you want to make something in New York, you have to get in touch with a control room in Bristol. And if those are all busy or if somebody's not available, you can't, you can have a, a wide open studio. You can't really yep. make anything because nope. you need Bristol. Absolutely. Uh, took me a while to understand. I was like, but I don't understand. There's a camera here and there's a room. Can we please do something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you stayed in New York. Stayed in New York. And then I started, I was working in development. I developed a show called Road Trip with uh, Ron Wexler. Mm-hmm. It was Jonathan Drubner, one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I interned with him at the magazine and we had various co-hosts. Um, Jen Brown was one of them. Marianella was one of them. Mm. And it was a go to a college football game and tape all the tailgating and and stuff leading up to the game. And it was a nightly, it was like a a daily internet video thing. I did that for a while, but that I mean took, that sounds like it should work. It's like game oh yeah. day, but with without the yeah yeah. But it, it took a million years. It took like twenty years off my life. Just yeah, like that's traveling a lot every of weekend, and working Monday through Friday, kids. and then going to college stuff, and then yeah. like going to the bar late and eating like you know burgers at two in the morning, and then of working course. again. Yeah, so it was a lot of that. And um, before that, oh, I missed a big one. Before that, 
Um, Mike Antonaro, Nooch, he was an executive in development during the Mark Shapiro days. And he had a book on his uh, coffee table in his office. Boss move to have like a couch and a coffee table in your office. Oh my God. And or an office. Was, it was Scoop Jackson, who I ended up working with later. His book was on his coffee table about sneakers. And me and Kevin went to a Red Sox game, and got hammered on Lansdowne Street. And on the way back, we were driving back from Boston to New York. And I said, let's make a documentary about sneakers. And that ended up turning into a show called It's the Shoes, hosted by Bobito on ESPN2. Bobito's um, what I call my boyfriends. That <laughs> 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 was like uniquely and personally strange for me to hear you say Bobito. It's Bobito Garcia, who is a legendary New York City uh, DJ who I used to listen to when I was in high school and stuff. And uh-huh. he's now my homie. And so we had a show about sneakers, a weekly show about sneakers where we'd go into athletes' houses and talk to them about sneakers. Did this lead closets. to, was this somebody got canceled because they had fake sneakers? Oh, Fabulous. Fabulous. Was that your show? Fabulous. We went to New Jersey and waited outside of Fabulous's house for like two or three hours. Oh, my God. And finally, he lets us in and he had some fake Jordans and the internet just went nuts. Oh, my God. And this was like, this show was literally like 15 years ahead of its time. Like right now, it's like, there's like 15 shows like that. But at the time, this is the show that walked so that What's Her Face could say like, if Homeboy shows up. Oh, yeah. Love What's Her Face. He can get it. What is her face? Bell. Real Housewives of what? Beverly Hills' daughter. She's the daughter of She's one of She's the daughter of one of them? No. Yes, Hadid, 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 Hadid. The Hadids are a daughter of a housewife? God, yes. I'm so celebrity dumb. What woman is the, is the- Ooh, she had big, big lemon trees. She had tons of lemon trees in her front yard in Malibu. She was I didn't know if that was Foster. a euphemism. I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Anyone oh, who has what? a lemon tree has way too many lemons. Like, you just don't need that many lemons. Life they shouldn't hand you that many lemons. lemons. <laughs> yeah. Yolanda so, hey, Hadid? No, 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 no. No. I don't remember her name. It says Yolanda reveals her will to Gigi, Bella, and... Oh, yeah, maybe Yolanda. Anwar. Anwar. Perhaps that's her. I'm more of an Atlanta housewife. Yolanda Foster? I'm confused. I'll look it up later. How about that? So let me fast forward. It's the shoes, and then Sports Nation, and then Grantland. And well, a road trip. Egg- road trip. That was like a... There's, I'm skipping over a lot of okay. stuff. Okay. Well, don't. Yeah. And then we get to Grantland, moved to LA, 2011. How'd that happen? Did you um, know Bill? Did Bill yeah. know you? Me and Bill have always been buddies. He was the first person that ever sort of like put me behind a microphone. He knighted he had, you. He had me on his podcast to talk about reality television. So we talked about reality television his podcast. And then I was in his backyard in his little pool house because he's rich. And he was like, I think that like, was the house I went to. Yeah. And the house with the pool house in the back. That's yeah. certainly not where he's still, he must live in somewhere very, very, it was already nice. Yes. He's got many, many homes. Oy. And he said, he said, why don't you come? I was like, I want to come and do all the podcasts. I want to produce the BS report. I want to do all the podcasts and all the video for Grantland. You just said and, that to him. Yes. And he said, I don't think that's a full-time job is what he said to me. I'll never forget what? that. What? And then what? Because the plan, he's like a writer. The plan was to be print at Grantland. It was yeah. like it was supposed to be like a writing site. Yeah. And then I just sort of like made it into a full time job, moved to LA. And, I mean, uh, and that's one of the things Jalen Rose came up to us at the ESPYS after party and said he wants a podcast. And Bill was like, "Yes, give him a podcast." And I said, "Let's not give him a podcast because I have no idea if he's going to be any good." And then he came in and talked to us about it, and he said, 
I was like, well, do you have someone that you want to co-host with? Do you have like a friend from the league or like someone you grew up with or someone that you're cool with anything? And he goes, what, you don't want to do it? Oh, I love him. And I was shocked. I remember exactly where I was. I was outside of the office in downtown LA. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, why don't you want to do it? And he had a manager at the time named Kevin Parker who had like listened to me and Bill talk about stuff. And he's like, you should do it. And then we started the show. It was called the Jalen Rose podcast. And I did not put my name in it because A, he wouldn't let me. And B, I didn't think I would, it was like, I didn't think I would be doing it. You know what I mean? I, was, I thought it was just something to get it going. And yeah, then like I would it'll leave be better it. to like this yeah. like Jalen and friends so that exactly. when you can, yeah. And I'm a producer at the time. I didn't really have aspirations to be talent. And that, and now I'm here. And now you're talent. Do you feel like talent? No. Do you do talent no, no. I you do don't. a little. You must. A little. But like, I super like it when people recognize me. You know what I mean? So like, I kind of over talk them. They're like, hey, Jacoby's up. I'm like, hey, what's up? What's your name? Where'd you grow up? And they're just like, uh, dude, I just wanted to say dude, hi. Dude, I, I recognize <laughs> you. I didn't want to be your yeah, best friend. Yeah, yeah. People are always like, look, I'm so sorry to bother you. I'm like, bother me. Come but on. See, what do you mean to bother? It's such a different experience for me because I, I also, when somebody usually has, like, actually comes up and says hi, I hate when you can see people looking at you and looking at their phone and yeah. you're like, say something or don't. This is very uncomfortable for both of us. Yes. I constantly feel like I have a booger on my face or something. I'm like, what's up? Do you recognize me or am I gross? I can't tell. But when people used to do it at airports specifically or casinos, um, they'd be like, I love you. And I was like, oh my God, thanks. What do you, what do you, what's the thing? How'd you find me? And they were always like, loved your Bill Simmons podcast. It was my favorite thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. So then, and then you started watching Garbage Time and they were like, watching what? 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 I was like, oh my <laughs> God. And then I would just be, but, and I would get unnecessarily frustrated because they're still saying they like you, but it is so funny how often sports fans would be like, I love you. What's my favorite, your favorite thing that I've made? Oh, Bill's, an episode of someone else's podcast. podcast in which I just yeah. like, talked about myself for an hour. For an hour. But I remember that. The, the one that we did in LA when I was yeah. producing. I was producing at the time. Yeah, that was, yeah. You said goodbye outside of Starbucks. Still sat in like a back room, which is such yeah. a weird place to put you. And we, you said goodbye outside of Starbucks and me and Bill were like, she's great. Like, she's, really? That's yeah, cool dude. to know. I yeah, never like, know. You guys are yeah. always so like everyone coming into sports media felt like, all right, everybody knows each other. And you don't know anybody. And also, you might not know the most famous ones because, it, like I said, I used to watch sports. I never watched sports TV. I never, huh. because it wasn't for me until Beatle. Beatle was an accident. I was, my boyfriend at the time was watching Sports Nation and I was doing my YouTube videos. I was like writing a script. And then I laughed at something she said and he didn't. And I was like, she just make a joke just for me on TV? Because growing up, every time they made a joke, it was like, if your wife won't let you watch football on Sundays, and this isn't just ESPN, this is all of sports media. Mm -hmm. So I would always be like, yeah, I get why that could be funny, but it could be a lot funnier. They should make a much smarter joke about that. And they were never going to, so I stopped watching it. So when I got into sports media, I was like, everybody knows exactly who everybody is, and I'm probably going to walk up to somebody who's super important and not know and really offend them. So I never, I always assumed that I was grateful to be there and should just hope that you guys even remembered that I was there in the first place. So to hear oh. that you and Bill Simmons were like, she's great, is, is great. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Well, you remember, you were really funny in it. And like, I, don't I think it was, right, it was right when Garbage Time was launching, I want to say. I remember that. And you had the name already because I'm a big title guy and that's a great title. It's I a love great that title. Name. Like, I, I feel like you should it. own that. Like, shouldn't you take the intellectual property? I tried. 
Right? It's like, more complicated am, than you'd think, like but they earmuffs, wanted to keep it. Earmuffs everybody at Disney, like, am I allowed to have a show with my name on it? Like, can they take Jalen and Jacoby? Well, it's not the WWE, so I feel like you can, You, it's just you making it your name is good, because they can't tell you you can't name a show Jacoby. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, do they own my name now? The Lawyers? I, I don't know how it works. Coming up with garbage time was so like, good. we, I, it, I'm also a name person. That's why I remember where I was when I thought of garbage time. I remember where I was when I thought of always late and always late was brilliant to me because it was, we were struggling with how to make it feel like a late night show when the concept of ESPN plus was like, you can watch it whenever you want to. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, so it's always late night. And then I was like, and I'm always late to everything. And so I was like, Oh, it works. So I remember that and garbage time was we had meetings about it and I was like, we don't have it yet. I know we don't have it yet. And people were like, we should just call it this or this. I wish I could remember any of the working titles, but I started writing lists of any sports term I could think of and be like, does, could I make this into a pun that isn't too punny or does this work just on its own to name a show? And I realized at that point it was 2015, I think was like, oh, they've all been used. All of the good ones have been used. And then I saw an episode of The League where they were t- going on and on about garbage oh, time. The league. And I was like, garbage time. It's the part so of the game when it, the like, points don't matter anymore, but it's still entertaining and cool stuff can happen. And sometimes you put in a scrub because like, just let them have it. It's garbage time. It makes perfect sense. Fox Sports at 1030 on Wednesdays, I want to say. Yeah, it, well, it was eventually midnight. I don't know if it started at 1030. It was, it was midnight. It was very, very late. And I remember it being midnight because I remember, I remember saying I wanted it to be at 1130 and the people who had the 1130 slot being like, you coming for us? And I was like, what? No, oh, the, I just the am Canadian saying, sports center guys. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just remember <laughs> saying like, I no, no, I, I just want to be a little earlier. I would like you to also exist at 1130. I'm talking in completely fantasy. I want people to not be asleep when my show airs. That's it. I don't, yeah. I'm not lobbying through the media. I'm too, I'm too green to know how to do that. I, yeah, no I love idea. the idea. That, I love the idea that they just like, they think you have like nefarious intent. Yeah. They're just like, Which they're, like I and they're Canadian too. And they're sweethearts and they're but funny. You know like, I love those Now dudes. that I've been in the media for long enough and ugh, even saying that sentence is like, Bleh. but now that I've been in it, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get why they've been around for a while. They worked in a different country, but they were still like, top of the game in their country and they came here to do this thing and then here i am being like i'd love to be at a time slot that's already taken i'm like yeah i in my head i can say that because no one's going to care what i want i'm new here you have that time slot but to them they were like don't do that and i was like i remember at first getting very defensive and then afterwards being like oh i kind of get what you mean and i'm sorry i'll be smarter in interviews i guess why are we talking about this garbage time oh yeah so my problem was I came up with the last sports pun that was good for a TV show. So then when we, when I left, they were like, no, we're keeping that. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want it. They like, can't have someone else do that. I don't think they show. ever will. I just think it's they will It's such a good name. And we, you know, I've got, I've got a problem with Bill because he, when he came up with the ringer, he posted everything that they were going to try. I think so I, I vaguely remember this. So what I feel like it's kind of like like one of my kids like licking every peanut M and M. It's kind of it's. Just I'm like, not playing with like, these toys, but you can't play with them. Yeah, either. but you can't either. And it's kind of like, bro, like there's only so many sports puns in the world, and you, you just so, posted 150 of them. So how do I title anything moving forward? So you know he did that on purpose, right? Of course, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we yeah. know Bill well enough now to know that yeah. he's like. By the way, these garbage ideas were also mine, and yes. I didn't and so go anything, with them. So if you go with them, uses them later. It's, it's just uh, a lazy version. 
them what I made. Yep, yeah, exactly. they could have yeah. had they kept working. They could have come up with the Ringer, which is a fine name. It's just it's not good. one that you brag about by posting all the ones you didn't go with. Yeah, it's just there's we can't name anything anymore. No, there's no names left. So you worked on Sports Nation, Sports and Nation, then Grantland. Grantland, Grantland, you moved. You so you did move. Did you move? Move to move to Los Angeles. That's right, to LA. Twenty eleven. Is that your first time moving west? Oh yeah, my first time outside of New York City. I grew Damn. up in Amherst, Massachusetts. Moved in ninety six to New York, and I just thought I would just live here forever. How old were you? Like, not to like date you, but how old yeah. were you when you moved to New 18. York? Eighteen. I was a freshman in college. Wow. Yeah. So I just lived. I was just like a full fledged New Yorker at that point, and I was like, "There's no way I would ever leave this place. Why would anyone live anywhere else?" It would like, be it didn't hard make to any go sense. back to Amherst too, not yes. because there's anything wrong with it, but because the speed that you're going is very different in those yes. two locations. And then I moved to LA for Grantland, and LA. It was like, oh, this is you can just like easily outwork everybody in Los Angeles. It, that is the thing. That is absolutely the nobody thing. works hard. No one works hard. Like people wake up and do a yoga class and have a conference no call. No offense to and then all of LA. Lunch. I'm sure some people work hard. No, just not the no, ones that we work uh, with. Uh, <laughs> no, no one does. No one does. They the thing all that I noticed it. is they all seemed very chill about not working hard. Working. Yeah. It was like they weren't. Uh, they didn't feel guilty. Whereas I feel like New York is run by like guilt of like I got to do more. I got to do more. And yeah, LA was ambition. like, guess what? You don't have to do more because yeah. at five o'clock out here, there's nobody on the East Coast who's still at work, so we can leave work. That was the thing I found most remarkable: watching everybody leave work at five. I was like, you guys do that at five o'clock? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I was like, That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Happy hours seven to eight. It's not crazy. five to six. Crazy. But again, like I, I loved LA, and I could have lived there forever. And it's really? not. And I'm not trying to be like New York is better than LA by saying that you can outwork everybody there because there is sort of like there's so much more leave, value to not working. Yeah, when you leave the rat race, you're kind of like, oh, dude, like what was I? I was just on a not working wheel. is like, yeah, technically yeah. what life is about. Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I gonna have to show for this after 80 years of this? Yeah, nothing. And uh, yeah, exactly. And a bunch, I had a bunch of poorly of named shows. Yeah, yeah. Unite. So you That's moved amazing. to LA, and then you had kids in LA, or you had yeah. kids here. In LA, had kids right. in LA, Three? moved to LA as a couple. I'm a terrible friend. Three kids? Are you kidding me? Four? I, there could be a fourth. Do you know any of their names? Uh, Q. Yep. Is Quincy. Yep. And then. Um, That's fine. Um, what? No, there's Quincy's twins. a big fan of yours. Quincy's a big fan of yours. He's, he, he says that to you, but when I see Quincy in person, he's like, you're stupid. I don't like you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. grow out of this age because this isn't, we could be having <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun. He's going to be doing that for like five, yeah. 15 We could be years. chilling, but Q's like, what? And you're like, hey, uh, tell Kid Nolan what you said about her the other day. He's like, no, she's stupid and smells. And I'm like, what? I don't. I don't smell mm. objectively. Today, sure. the day that he said oh, it, I today. didn't smell. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Not being able to remember your twins' names is going to bother uh, me. Margo and Chloe. No. Margo. I love Margo so much. Yeah, she's everybody's favorite. Because she, she's just so sweet. She's, uh, she picks out her own outfits. Oh, and, how's that going? Oh, she crushes it. She, yeah, yesterday, she wore two hooded sweatshirts. Like what? a zip up one, a zip up one on top of a pullover. That is, They're, that is, I don't want to yeah. say drip because I'm too old to say drip. It is, that is a, oh yeah, yeah. I can't say a, lit. Like I haven't, I haven't used the like, word lit. Oh God, can't, can't do it. I can't, I just can't Even get when myself you try to, to do say it. Sarcastically, and like, I try, no, yeah. I'm like just it. like, oh man, it was, yeah. uh, it litty, was so lit. lit. It was lit. It was I always, lit. I slow down on the approach yeah. and then yeah, I give myself away. I'm like, it was so lit. It was lit. 
If I'd said that faster, they might not have noticed. Little fun is a little fun. Little bit fun. It it was little bit fun. I do Russian accent. Uh, So what? um, Sweatshirt over sweatshirt. The way I know that's a fashion move is that I could picture Ozzy doing it. That's kind of my benchmark. Is like, would Ozzy do this? And I could see him wearing a sweatshirt over a sweatshirt. Remember the day he showed up to a meeting in just like a mechanics outfit? And we were like, no, and like what huge do you have boots? today? Yeah, I was like, what do he you have today? He was just like, hey, can I get some boots that are size 15? <laughs> He's like, you wear a size 10, sir. He's like, I know, but this is what I wear. It was wild. And then just if you even had the audacity to be like, why the outfit? He'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah, why like, what do you, fashion? What do you mean? Like, and it was you like, you're right. About? You're right. I'm an idiot. Yeah. You're right. And I'm an idiot. He's why just are so you... beautiful. He can wear anything. I know. He's just He's so, so cool. beautiful. I miss He's him so, so much. Cool. I miss him, I miss so, him much so much too. Is he still in LA? Yeah. I miss him so much. Wedding postponed. Pandemic. Our staff was cool. Yes. The staff of our show was cool as hell. I, I remember thinking... And I probably said this to you. It's like, this is like, usually there's like a couple duds on any show. You said it day one. You were like, you got a good, you got a good. Yeah. And I was like, I know. I worked real hard. Well, you know, you're making a face. It's an audio medium, but it's. I know. Majority. We had a great, you know, the people we, we ended it with were the best. Yes. Um, what else? What were we, where were we in this? I'm trying so, to remember if there's something I'm supposed to be reminding you of or if I'm supposed to move you on to another thing. I do want to talk about your kids though. Okay. Do, which, are there things that one twin is better, like that Margot can do that Chloe can't do and stuff that Chloe can do that Margot can't do or are they very similar? I'm always interested. I've never, I don't, my dad was a twin, but I didn't, I've never interacted with twins that are growing up. It must it's be fun to It's a wild watch them. social experiment. Yeah. To be like, you have the exact same parents. You're the exact same age. You're born at the exact same time, but you're you're so exact same time, different. but I don't have to explain that to you. Well, I hope. C-section. Cool. All right. Yeah. That's medical information that you can't share. That's a HIPAA yeah. violation, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know. Probably not. You're not a doctor. I think so. Yeah. The are. people at work are always like, so how'd your coronavirus test go? I'm like, I think that's technically illegal to ask me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I had more people reach out to every me week. when yeah. I told one person that I had coronavirus. More people from the company reached out to me than had reached out to me in months. And I was like, are you guys afraid I gave it to you through Zoom? I have not left my house. There's yes. no way. I'm not. A, you don't have to contact trace me. I don't go here. Can I do my bad friend thing? I didn't even know you had coronavirus. Yeah, nobody did. I didn't really... Uh, you, didn't, you didn't do the coronavirus tweet? No, because I was... I, look, I did, I did everything you were supposed to do. I genuinely haven't left. And partially it was because I had, growing up, lung issues. I had reactive mm. airway disease, which means every time I got sick, so like if you had a bug and somehow gave it to me at work, I would, even if your bug didn't involve a cough... I would get a really bad cough. So it like was like an adding a cough. It's like, you know, you can add shrimp to any steak at a steakhouse. It was yeah. like adding, I added a cough to every sickness. So in my head, I'm like, that's manageable regular life. But if a coronavirus, like I'm worried that maybe it'll be really, really bad for me lung wise. Um, and then the other part of it is I hate, I really never wanted to have to get a test. I heard people describe how much they hated that. I pass out during routine multi, uh, medical procedures. What? Yeah, I pass out a lot. I pass oh out if I God. get my blood. It started with needles. Just it's a, uh, I've looked it up. It's like a legit medical condition, but I get very defensive about it because nobody takes it seriously. And it's it's so off lame. brand for you because you're I, such like it? a tough girl. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, am, I view I am you that softy. way. You're like super hardworking, so tough. Weird. Like I can get through it. I'll power through. I'm Katie Nolan. 
against all odds. That's oh, kind no. of how I I'm, view you. Oh, that's very kind. I'm not, I'm a terrified person. I'm scared of being hurt all the time. Really? Yeah. But I love people very strongly and I love what I do for a living so much that it's like, if I love something enough, I don't mind if it hurts me. But if I don't love needles, I don't love them. So I do mind if they hurt me, please stop hurting me. So I started passing out mostly with those. And then now it's at the point where if I get my blood pressure taken, because somebody explained to me, somebody cursed me with knowledge and said that what that's, what's happening when they do that is they're closing one of your blood ve- like veins and seeing how hard it pushes to reopen. And I was like, don't do that. And you don't do that. So now you pass out. Now I pass out. I passed out an eye doctor last year. It's just like, so <laughs> I knew year? that as soon, yeah, as soon as they put, <laughs> oh, from a full stand too, Jacoby, I was like walking to do something and I just woke up on the ground. How do you pass out? I've always seen people head. do it, but I've never passed out. Oh my God. I used to pass out as a kid all the time. You would pass out? Like what happens? You're standing there and then all of a sudden you're just like on the floor. Yeah. When I was younger, it was because I would hyperventilate. I would like <laughs> cry about the pain and my mom would be like, you got to breathe or you're gonna, and you're passed out. And I would just like crumple to the ground. Now this I can so breathe. Good. Now I mostly do like <sighs> the whole time. Um, but that's not relaxed breathing. So I'm actually tensing myself up either way. I think in the, in the war of fight versus flight, I think I've proven flight. I'm a flighter. I flight, just run. Yeah. I, I retreat. You're so much less cool than I think of you, which That's is like cool. the Thanks. meanest compliment say, that you could yeah, ever I get. Less, I guess. Yeah. The movie, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like it's like I where you are in my head and where you are when you reveal yourself to me are two completely different things. You no, know, it is, is. It's nice to know you thought I was cool at one point. Yes, I did. I really did. Sad to know I've disproven it fully. Yeah. So there's well, that. But anyway, I was really good about not going out just because I knew I was going to hate all of the things involved with it. And I didn't need to go anywhere. There was no reason for me to go anywhere. They canceled the show. So uh, then Dan was... The show's on hiatus. So. It's canceled. Um, yeah, hiatus, hiatus. Dan, I, you know what? I sang that tune about garbage time for a long time to make myself feel better. And then I was like, yeah, essentially canceled. Well, they, okay. have the, they have the intellectual property. So maybe it is on hiatus. It'll just be a yeah, different right? host. Someday. Yeah. Or maybe the same host. Who's to say? Anyway. Who, who knows what the future brings? The, the, Dan is a stand-up comedian. And he, you know, we started dating a couple months before this all happened and has like been living here since it happened. And so weird. It's crazy, but it's crazy because it's, it worked out. It works. He's I can't so, believe it. He's the absolute best. I love him so much. And it's been fantastic, but I've seen him, you know, he's been doing stand-up for, I should know the number, but guess what? I don't. A lot of years, I would say 18, I think it might be more. And like nonstop, that's all the time. That's been his life. And he got to a point where he had an HBO special, which was like his goal was to Son get- Son of a Gary. And it was so good. It was so good. And then this happens. And it went from like running to a dead stop. And I watched that affect him. And then he was like, you know, people are starting to do shows. They have dates. And I was like, well, we need to talk about that because I don't want you to go out and I want you to do your thing, but I don't want you to get it. And I don't want you to bring it back here. That would suck. And so we, you know, reached a, a understanding about it. He didn't, do, he didn't do most of the dates he wanted to do, but every now and then he would do some. I used to make him quarantine at his house and get a COVID negative test before he could come back. And then I realized if he got a COVID positive test, I would go to his house and take care of him anyway. anyway so I wouldn't yeah. want him to be alone. <laughs> yeah, the point of that. So finally, the last time, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Don't get a test. Just come home. And then like two days later, he was like, I'll feel good. And then it was my birthday, and I found out I had coronavirus on it. Happy and, birthday. Uh, thank you so much. And then, you know, took a week off. Maybe two. I think I took a week off. And I'm fine now. 
but it was Good. scary. Did you, have you had it? I don't know. I yeah. haven't tested antibodies, but I get tested every week because I come to the office for work and I technically yeah. can't wear a mask when I'm doing my show. Right. So like there's some legal thing where if you can't wear a mask, you need to be tested. So I get a negative test every week and it's always this weird gamble. You know, you're yeah. just like, oh, oh, look at me, negative again. But I've been exposed to it. My nanny had it and my, Ooh, that's my tough. buddy had it. And I played basketball and I covered him Ooh. and it was like, yeah, a lot of doctors. My basketball run is a lot of doctors who've been vaccinated, so it's, it feels pretty safe. But it's oh, just like it's been around me a lot. With a bunch of doctors. Yes, I do. That's cool. Yeah. Is it because they yeah. suck at basketball? Or no, they- no, they're good at basketball, but they're all like ER doctors. What? So yeah, so they all like it was. Some of my best friends are ER doctors. They're on my basketball team, and their experience in March was like. I, I mean, like this one guy just went dark on me. He didn't talk to me for like six weeks. He worked at Elmhurst, Queens, which is like the epicenter. Oh, that the was the crazy. Yeah. yeah. So he was, he basically runs the ER. I don't want to misrepresent what his title is or whatever, but like he runs the ER in Elmhurst, Queens. And he just like stopped wow. texting me back for like five weeks and just went to a super like war zone, dark place. Man, it was scary here i mean it's been scary but that beginning when it was like every five minutes you heard an ambulance outside your apartment was like oh yeah well i live on 30th street and nyu hospital was at the end of my block so oh my it was like, god Constant. And, they, and they and they pulled up the trailers do you remember those big white trailers yep so they had that was like in my neighborhood they're like oh here's another big white trailer pulling up to the hospital i haven't been in the city in so long i was watching a movie or something the other day where somebody was walking through new york city and i was like i miss New York. I guess. It's like it's right out my window, but I haven't walked around in it in a while. It's weird out here. I wore a clown suit on Friday. I saw that. A and I saw, I saw suit. that and I saw how many people were like, no mask. And it was like, well, he's Bro, I'm doing, doing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mask was there. But so I did that and I was like And if you cover the red nose, you might not know he's a clown. I did the show. And after the show, I was like, let me just walk the streets of New York and like mm, see what clown? the reaction is as a clown, right? Amazing. No one cared. No one cared. No one Well, New York's probably eyelash. the city where that's mostly going to Exactly. Happen, right? People, People are, just are like, probably relieved to see you. They're like, oh, yes. the weirdos are back out. This yeah, is like not even a comment. Fun. It was like nothing at all. Yeah. It's nothing like a welcome, all. like somebody might even strike up a conversation like, how are you? Are you going through anything? You doing okay? Just because they're happy to see you. If I saw a knockoff Batman asking me to pay him to take a picture with him. I'd be like, this is nice. Yeah, do this more often. I miss the naked I miss cowboy. You. I miss yeah. you weird Elmo whose limbs are too skinny yeah. and long. Yeah. yeah, it's like the fur is all matted and dirty. Yeah, like come over here, naked cowboy. I don't understand your whole thing, but I'm into yeah, it sure. right now for a sure. minute. Um, what else should I talk to you about? Uh, the Jalen, you- Jalen Jacoby stuff, I'll tell you about. It okay. was like, it started out super whimsical. Like, sure, I'll do this for a little bit. And just like slowly increments. Like, all right, let's put the videos on YouTube. And those did pretty well. And then, and then Bill left ESPN. And John Skipper was like, hey, man, we'll give you a radio show. And so we had a radio show. And then like, let's film the radio show and put it on TV at 2 in the morning on ESPN2. Yeah, it really, I remember watching one where like Jalen was in a fake bathroom or something and you guys were on two different, and I was like, what is this at 2 in the morning? What is this? Yes, it was so, we did so much weird stuff. I was in a straight jacket for that bit. And then oh, we yeah, got like some pe- some people were like, "Hey, mental no health sense. problems," and you're just like, "Oh God!" Like I guess we are making fun of crazy people. The Which second you don't one's called, think of "Am before. I Crazy?" 
Yeah. Same well, as called yeah. Am I Crazy? So I'm like, the Utah Jazz are going to win the Western Conference. Am I crazy? Mm. And like, you don't think about the sensitivities at the time when you do that. And I'm like in a straight jacket, like shivering. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, that makes total sense. Once people bring it up to you, you're like, oh, God. I'm like, uh, uh, that's the that. right. That's the right move, though. You can't get it right all the time. But a lot of people are unwilling to hear any criticism like that. They're like, I didn't yeah. mean it that way. You're being. And it's like, no, it's you're yeah, right. It's like, yeah, you're probably right. a bad. good call. Yeah, I won't do that again. That. My bad. We were just doing a stupid thing about the jazz. Yeah. And but it was on at two in the morning. And I remember the first time it aired, I was so sweaty and scared. You just remember being scared of television? I, like, I was just so sometimes. scared. I, still I was sometimes. so scared, Katie. I was so scared. I had like a towel that I had to wipe myself down with Aww. because I was going to be on at two in the morning on ESPN2. And it was just like, I was so nervous about it. And I remember the first time it aired and staying up to watch it and just oh. like being so proud and just being like, oh my God, I'm on TV. And Jalen, yeah, I'll still, never forget this. I'm still there. I feel embarrassed now because I'm like, that sounds like me. Jalen's like, you're going to be famous, dude. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was, like, I was like, no. He's like, no, no, people are going to start recognizing you. You need to like start doing this and start learning how to do that. Start doing this. What are this and that? I haven't gotten this speech from him. What do you have to do? Oh, you haven't? Oh. Like dress well? No, you have to say yes to everybody about everything. Oh. You have to take every picture. What? You have to smile to everybody and you have to like oh. over tip when you're at places. Oh, I do that anyway because I'm from a bartender family. Yeah. So it's like... It's, but the yes to everybody stuff, I'm just not part of my personality. You can't you know do I mean? that. You definitely yeah. don't do that. I'm not a yes you, to everybody guy. No, no, you're a no to most people guy. Yeah. But so, but Jalen taught me to, Jalen taught me everything about like sort of being on TV and like being, because huh. he's been known since he was 18. People name their know? kids after him. He was the first Jalen. He's the very first Jalen. Um, RIP Jeannie Rose. Went to her funeral yesterday. She that's such a, that's, why do you keep bringing it back to that? I feel so sad. And I want to tell him that I feel sad for him. Yeah. But then, then that show went from the nighttime to the afternoon to an hour on ESPN2 to now we're on ESPN. I feel I like just there were like, a couple others in there, but we can skip over them. I feel like you wait, guys wait, bounced a bunch for a minute. Yeah, we were on ESPN2 at night and then ESPN2 in the afternoon for half an hour, then ESPN2 in the afternoon for an hour. That's and then what it was. During the pandemic, we did a 20-minute show, which is something that's never happened before. Hmm, from four, 4 to 4.20 on ESPN. All right. Yep. So we did that like from my bedroom in the middle of the pandemic. And then is that like 20 minute runtime? So like 13 minutes of content? Yes, exactly. Wild. <laughs> yes. So you had like three topics. It was it's like, weird. Yeah. Like it was nuts. And it's also like I'm like, just some guy named Sunday peeing in my bathroom and I'm like doing it from my bedroom and the kids are coming in the bedroom while oh, I'm doing God. the show. Oh, God. It was just such a mess. Too it was much. such a mess. How many people are going into that office now? Not many at all. It's, it's really just essential. It's like the tech people and talent. That's it. Have you seen my but stuff? rarely talent. Yeah. I'm going to send it to you. I, have a, I don't have a desk anymore? No. I don't have a desk anymore. What? Yeah. So, but there was so much stuff in and on my desk. Do I have a locker still? Mm, I don't know. I don't the key so. to my locker was in my desk. I don't know if you have a locker. What's in the locker? Clothes, just random clothes that I threw in there. Yeah. But I bet there was food at my desk. There was certainly Chick-fil-A sauces in the top drawer. A lot of Chick-fil-A sauces. That probably exploded and are all over everything. Yeah. But they can send it to me and I'll figure it out. I'll have them send it to you. Oh, not having a desk is such a bummer. My IFB is really the only thing I keep thinking about that's there. Yeah. Because I have one of those fancy molded to my ear ones. Oh, those ones never fit. I, I've standard They're works great for me. They're molded to your ear. Don't fit. I tried that. that. Doesn't make. They have to fit. They. They're nope. molded to nope. your. 
they're made for you. They make the shoe on your foot. I remember when Colin and Michelle each, like you drip wax. These in are earpieces. Ear. I just realized I haven't said the word earpiece. And people most don't know people that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So an IFB is uh, interruptible frequency broadcast. Is that what it stands for? I believe so. I thought it was insane flown bossy, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just you. And I remember when Colin and Michelle dripped wax in each other's ears to mold the IFBs. And they were having so much fun doing it. And we were like, oof. we have a show. We were like, we have a show. It's this, unpleasant. This will work. It's an unpleasant this, experience. This will work. They put this like foamy stuff in your ear and it expands and you have to bite down on a thing. And it's, I hated it. To bite down on a thing? Yeah, I just sit in the like avocado room, which is what Fox Sports called their green room, the avocado room while they avocado did that. Room? And people were coming in and out and I couldn't hear anything because my ears were plogged, clogged with like bubbly stuff. It was uncomfortable. I hated all of it. It felt like a bit and nobody was filming it, which made it even a waste of time, which upset oh. me. But anyway, I need my IFB. Um, I can let you go. What's your day now? Do you go home or do you stay at the office as long as you can and then go home? Oh, God. Home is just such a nightmare. Is it ever not? Is it ever nice? Three kids. It's a lot. There is. I'll say high highs and low lows. You know what I mean? Like there's times during the pandemic when we're all like sitting around the dinner table and laughing and making fun of each other where you're just like, oh, my God, nothing else matters. Like nothing matters. Just us. These four human beings are everything to me. And just like, Aww. what do you have besides the people that share your last name? And like, nothing matters in the world except for you humans. I'll die for you. And then there's times where you're just like, I need to say goodbye to these people and just leave. <laughs> you know, without these people, life might even be yeah. easier. Maybe yes. I just walk and then don't stop walking. And then yeah. if I keep Maybe walking. change my name and move to Tijuana. I can find other people. There's on the other people. A crep yes. shack on the beach is totally yes. irrational. It doesn't make any business sense. Uh, I make great crepes. I make beach? great crepes. I can make crepes from scratch. No So I believe it's crepes. I think we've had this conversation. Oh, it's like Kleps. It's like, yeah, I bet yeah. we have had this conversation. And I bet Jay Wolf, wherever we were in the office, found his <laughs> over to it so he could join it. But it's definitely Kleps, but nobody says that. And you can't say crep. It's like uh, it's like Guy Fieri. It's like, I know it's Fieri, but I'm going to yeah. say Fieri. Like Thon Maker, you know Thon Maker on the yeah. Pistons? It's like Thon Maker. Mm. It's like, no, dude, it's mm. maker. I respect like, that. And that's totally cool that that's how you say it. It's not how I'm probably going to say Going to do it moving forward. Mm. But it's like I, I, just, I gave up on Rondo. I just started calling him Rondo because I was like, You've, I've, this has changed too many times. Rajon, Rajon, Rajon. I really, really miss people. You know what I mean? Like, let me just say this in closing. Like, I'm a extrovert. This is I'm his a way of like, talker. I'm going to let you go. Mm. I am, you already started rapping. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm a talker. I'm an interactor. I'm a people person. I need human interaction to exist. And just, I'm just starving for it. Mm. Starving for it. Me too. That's why I genuinely, why I spend every Thursday talking to a person that I miss that I'm like, I yeah. want to hear you talk for an hour about your life and your yes. experience. I would like nothing more than to you be kind of mad at me over something on oh always God. late. I would like nothing more for you to just come and pissed because such and such didn't do such and such and it's such something and such that I wasn't now know, in edit. Something that yeah. I now know is so stupid. And yeah, you're it's right just like, like, I would like down. nothing more than you just to come in in rage, not problem. say hello to me and just like walk to your desk. All right, I'm not a monster. That didn't happen you're not a monster. that no. many times. No, that's not true at all. But I'm saying, no, the, the, I'm, what I'm, the point being is <laughs> like, I, work with. I crave for the worst of times. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, cr- like the, I crave for the bad stuff, not just the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's not just like the rap I miss like an argument, a work argument. I miss like a, About oh my God, we have, I miss a deadline of like, oh my God, we don't have, what are we going to do? And it isn't, what are you going to do? Because right now any deadline I have is just mine. I'm alone on an island. I miss yes. the like, okay, three of us, let's put our brains together and see what the best solution to this problem is. I miss that type of anxiety, not this like crushing constant anxiety of things in general being bad in a way that I can't fix them. Yes. I, I miss I having just, work problems. I miss work problems so much and work okay. relationships and inside jokes and just saying hi to people and like the bit and what are we getting for lunch? All that stuff, man. The Steve Brayman office experience is how yes. I think of it. The way he would walk in and be like, do a bit with this person, eat this person's cookie, say what's up to this person, send an email. And it's like, oh man, I miss all that. I miss running bits. Yes. Yes. And that, that I was like really thrive on that stuff. Like that mm-hmm. is, that is the gasoline that fills my tank and there's just nothing here. Before the pandemic, I would have said that I'm, I'm better in isolation. I don't mind isolation and I'm still, I still don't mind it as much, but as like some other people, but I also have learned that like, yeah, that's cause it's my coping mechanism. Being safe with myself is like where I'm comfortable. Being comfortable mm-hmm. is not how you get better. You get better when you have to do these things you're not really good at or you don't like as much and you have to learn how to adapt to it. So it's like, yeah, me being in my house for a year, I'm alive, I'm here, but I'm not my best version of me. I need people more than I probably would have admitted before the pandemic started. Yes, and I also think that it's super important to be challenged and to be scared Mm-hmm. And to be freaked out and to like not think that you're good enough or you can pull it off. Oh, good. Because I, I have, I'm checking all those boxes. Yeah. And I think that's, well, that's kind of why I brought it up. I think that's like super important for your own growth because then you do it and you're like, oh, wait, I, I kind of am good enough. One of my favorite, I, I think one of my favorite work moments with you was when we did the first episode of Always Late. This will be the last story and then I'll let you go. We, we, something went wrong. I think that was the one where we had a monologue and then the night before got told we couldn't use any of the videos that we needed to use for it. So we had to rewrite an entire monologue and it was a stressful, absolute mess. And we were first time the staff was making an actual show together, yada, yada, yada. Something went crazy wrong and we had to film like two different versions of the ending so that I didn't get in trouble because we couldn't wait any longer for somebody to approve the thing I was going to say. Oh yeah. Remember we used to to have to send the monologue to like all the executives at ESPN. like, was, guys, you guys do you have five networks doing 24 hours. Like, are you really going to read through like every comma and punctuation? I mean, you did teach monologue? me of the like, hey, put a couple in there, you know, are too far so that they'll cut those ones and feel like they did something and you weren't yeah. going to say those ones anyway. And then you get to say the ones you want to say. Exactly. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. That's like lightning rod. How lightning I got rod. through high school is like, yeah, don't do, do the work, edit. but do the find the shortcut. Every but, edit, everything I've ever done, always put a light. Does anyone who's is working in media or basically anything is put lightning rod things in your work that the supervisors, bosses, overseers, whatever we want to call them, can just feel like they impacted the end product. So yeah. I put stuff in things I know aren't going to last or stay just so people can take them out so they feel worthy. Yeah, I touched this. My fingerprint is on this. Yes. That's what they, that's what they're looking for. It's like when I'm in a meeting, when you think it's over and someone's like one more thing and you're like, Oh, this person needs us to know they came to the meeting. meeting. I would have yeah. been fine with you not talking, but okay. But my, so this first show, everything went wrong. You, me, Ashley, Glenn, and um, Mike Glenn. were, were all like the people that were all the top of like touching this show and helping the show. We're all angry, all at different people. Some of us at each other. Some of us at just like somebody in Bristol who we didn't even know. We're all just kind of heightened. And you and I like yelled at each other. 
And then we walked away from it. And I was sitting in the conference room, like collecting myself. And then I saw you come around the corner and I jumped up and to be like, Hey, I'm really sorry. That was, I was just too stressed out about the show and I had too much writing on it. And I, and you just looked at me and you were like, what? I already forgot about it. We're okay. Do not the job works. Yeah. Like I could not care less. I'm sorry for what I said. If you took it, like we needed to get that out. Let's go grab a drink. And I was like, this is the gig. It's when you said that, I'm like, this guy gets it in a way that's like, obviously you shouldn't get to that point where you're yelling, but when you do, I'm like, you, you knew sooner than most people would or even should that I, it was because I was so worried about the thing we made. I was so stressed about it. And I wanted so bad for it to be good. And you didn't make me beg you to forgive me for it. You just were like, hey, I get it. And we're good. Let's go hang out and have a drink. I move on. You have yeah. to move on. And it's it's, just, a, like, it's I think- a, a important lesson. Absolutely. It's not, it, it feels so important in the moment, but it's in the big picture. It's really not important. Yeah. Winning that battle is not, there's no having the battle isn't, it's just, you're getting the emotion out. That's all. Anyway, I appreciated it. You've been a, a mentor in a way that's that word feels wrong, but it's like you, having you there always made me feel like, Oh, we're fine. We have Jacoby. Anything goes wrong. We have Jacoby because it always, you were very good at making, you give people confidence. Well, Oh, that's really nice of you to say. Yeah, I mean it. I just got like 13% choked up. I'm you not did? like crying, but like I literally Whoa. got like 20% choked up. I'm an easy crier and you I don't are? think you're going to get me there. Yeah, I'm a I'm an easy crier. Yeah. Oh, I that's yeah. now I'm now I'm upset I've never made you cry. Well, hmm. well we all have to have goals in our lives. We and that'll be mine. Good. From here on make you awesome. cry. I, it's hard to make you cry when you won't even read my text messages, but you know. There were lots of them. And I sent long. him five text messages the other day with the fifth one being, all right, this is too many text messages, but that should explain the podcast I want you to do. No pressure. Let me know if you want to do it. And he texted, he called me back. Yeah, call. And he said, do you think I'm going to read all of that? And I was like, well, it was a heartfelt pitch to have you on my podcast. But no, of course, you're not going to read all of it. And you and were like, I what do I need it. to know? And, and I, I did like, read it. Podcast? And, and then I you went back like and read it. I yeah. felt like a jerk about it. It was very, very nice of you. And honestly, just... Having me be considered and having me on this podcast. Means oh, a lot. having really me be considered. It. Shut up. The first thing you said was, I'm pissed that you waited this long. The list huh. is it people, it's with like, like I'm building up to Bomani at some point. I'm too, I'm still not ready yet. I'm not good enough at interviewing yet because he's smart and he can find his way out of answering anything because he's of course smart. He can. He's great. But we'll get there. Um, do you remember? Can we just just one second? Let me mm-hmm. just reminisce. Do you remember? We literally lived like a, a, a version of like the ESPN commercials here at the Seaport. Oh yeah. Like I miss like Stephen A. coming out of, of, a, of his office and, and screaming and, and just yeah. like all of that. Like there were times where it's like you have to just like pinch yourself at certain times in life and be like, this is kind of the dream. Like this is like this is sort of like I think I just peaked. And now it's like you can't even talk to anybody. I'm a crap. I know. It's, we didn't really, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And it's gone. Mm. Was it I'm Hugh Jackson? Kidding. What did Stephen A and Pablo and Bamani get into like a yelling match about? I want to say it was Hugh Jackson. Could have been Hugh Jackman. I don't know. Maybe a new Wolverine came out. Either way, there was, those were always fun. I always felt like I should be like documenting it. And then I felt like a narc, but I'm like, somebody yeah. should know that this is how it this feels. Is to work this here. is how it really is. It's yeah. Like there's, the, there's that, you have that impulse to take out your phone and like record it, but it's like, it immediately makes you a herb. 
Yep. You know what I mean? And like, yep. you don't really have consent of the people around you. So there's yep. that feeling. So sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to do this with my eyes. I'm just going to post it I'm on Instagram gonna, with bloop, my bloop, eyes. Yeah, bloop, yeah, bloop, yeah, I'm recording. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I miss it. I do. I miss it. And I miss you. And I hope you're doing okay in every, you know, pandemic okay. I think, I think okay is the right way to put it. I'm doing yeah. okay. I'm happy to see you and hear you. And when I run out of people that I know to do this, I'm going to have to circle back around to my list. So don't think you're completely off the hook yet. But... I saved. I oh, yeah, because I, I wanted to talk so to you about the challenge. I've spent, I got Dan into the challenge. Mm-hmm. We spent quarantine going back through old seasons of the challenge. We went back to, I think, Rivals or do you Rivals 2. know who else two. did that? Who? Bill. Nuh-uh. I thought he watched it. No, dude, Before. he started watching every single episode from the start. Oh, the start the is pandemic. The start is is insane it's so too good much. and i remember and honestly like i was like bill like i had to like because you know i'm a caller not a texter i was like yeah I'm a little worried about your mental health like we're all dealing with the pandemic differently mm-hmm. but you going back and watching every episode of the challenge is a little bit of a red flag warning sign like is everything cool and he's like yeah everything's cool i just have it on the background while i work I was like, okay. oh no we watched it watched it but we started at like rivals i think I get but, the screeners dude i know what happens tonight crazy i don't like this season as much as i want to but it's because we were watching um, Dirty 30. We were oh, in the middle of Dirty 30, which is a great so season. Good. Yeah. And then I was going to this one and I'm like, oh, I'm getting confused. I can't simultaneously watch two seasons of the challenge. But it made me realize the reason we love it, and we can get into this the next time you do this podcast, is because it's a recurring cast in a competition reality show and nobody else has that. So you, it's basically like sports in that you get – I know you've always said that, but it's like you get seasons of like rivalries between teams new people, and franchises. It's like enough new people and enough old people. And like, there's something about just like old friends. Yeah. It's like, I've known you've got Johnny Banana shirt on. I've, <laughs> I've like, I've been a fan of Johnny Bananas for like what, 16 years. Mm. So just hearing the cadence of his voice and seeing his dumb hair just makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just like a television massage. CT, I'm just when like, I look when I see CT, I'm like, that's my brother. That's my brother CT. I've yes. known him for so long. And then I'm yes. like, you don't, you've never met this man. That's very strange. And CT, CT tonight on oh. CT's episode. Oh. It's actually last night. CT last night has a very little impact, but at the end of the episode, he drops like a four-sentence impression, which is just mwah, chef's kiss brilliant. Oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go. Um, thank you so much for doing this. It's really nice to see you. Anytime someone cancels, call me up. And all right, that's it for this week's edition of Sports. Shout out to Simply Safe, Full Sail University, and BetterHelp, and shout out to Jacoby for joining me. Go check out his podcast, Jalen and Jacoby. Um, I think it's still yeah, it's a show. It's on it before HQ, so check that out as well. Big thanks to you guys for listening now and then again later on a different streaming service. Right? We still doing that. Everybody's still, we still doing that. We hitting the download button. I don't know, make an account and then download. I don't know. Help. You're doing great though. Our downloads are great. You're doing great, but keep doing great. Don't stop. Or you could always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which by the way, we read and we love them. And either Travis or Christina, I'm just seeing for the first time, snuck into this doc a review. So I didn't have to panic. And now I kind of miss it. Like this one from ACGTRS that apparently says, Katie sparkles like a TB12 Super Bowl ring. And at first I was like, what What a weird, why would they just put in a review that's just a compliment of me? And then I read it again and was like, oh, because it's one of them compliments that hurts. 
So I bet Travis did it. Uh, lastly, don't forget that you can always live up a blast meow. I wasn't supposed to do it that way. So then I added a little wah at the end. The number is 860-506-5571. Keep calling in with your awesome hypotheticals and debates you've had with your friends because they're going to be very fun to do on the podcast. And I love them. Say goodbye, Jacoby. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me on. I'm Say goodbye, to- I said. Say goodbye, Jacoby. Goodbye. That's podcast magic. He's not really still here, but I had him say goodbye. How about that, Dan Patrick? Bye. Love you. Mean it.